Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're going to be talking some NWA Saturday night on TBS from October the 3rd, 1987. Remember last week, Ronnie Garvin won the title, so now we will pick back up with where we left off as that went off air last week. But I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper. Unfortunately, Hopper had, I'd call it an emergency tonight so we're flying um we always say this doc and i'm not trying to toot our horn but it's hard to do this consistently uh with all three of us especially but um you know things happen and hopper couldn't make it so sorry guys but it's doc and i but we'll bring you a great show uh you just won't hear that's real classy a lot or um uh, things like that so doc how are you this tonight man i almost said bruh, this morning bro i just looked at my notes for this episode i'm starting to wish i'd have taken some more well there's it's a short episode for one, not our show per se, but Saturday night on October the 3rd was only 48 minutes. Um, I don't know. A plus. <laughs> Harper, 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 let me say that. He'll, he'll rate this one an A plus just based on that. Brah. 48 minutes is great. Can remember last week he was like, brah, it's only an hour, so that already gets it an A. Yeah. All right, uh, so I got a question, man. Let's get hot. Let's hot shot the territory. Let's get it going straight out the gate. Um, how much would it take in your pay envelope for you to stuff a used con- uh, tampon in your mouth? Okay, you're talking about Priscilla, Pris- Priscilla Kelly. First off, that that wasn't a real used tampon. You, That's you what do ma- that even that, makes right? it worse. Why? Man, why do you got to – I don't think that you should use a real tampon. But why do you got to tell everybody it wasn't a real tampon? Fuck them. I don't think anybody said it wasn't a real one. I'm just oh, She said it was a real one. I went and did some research today. She said it was a real one or it wasn't no, a real one? No, it wasn't a real one. But why do you got to tell people? Well, I wouldn't answer that question. But first off, it wasn't – obviously, it wasn't a real tampon. So that's one. Uh, so I can't answer that question just based on that. Because if we're talking a real tampon, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to. Nah, man, I'm not. No, you told me no, that a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if it's come out. I, I think it's already come out because Tammy got shit poured on her by uh, the rock and roll. Yeah, the the pot and soil that was supposed to hold be on. manure. Hold on. Uh, instead of drinking beer tonight, I'm paying some bills. Hold on. Let me. Oh, yeah. Hold on. There we go. Um, I can multitask. 
But uh, you said, oh, man, it'd be no big deal to let somebody pour shit on me. So that's okay, but now we're going to draw the line at a tampon, you say? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not putting a tampon in my mouth. Okay. So here's the other thing. You and I had a conversation a long time ago about King of the Ring when Undertaker threw uh, Cactus Jack off. And I asked you, I said, if you were up there, would you have thrown him off? And you're like, hell yeah, I would have. Okay. So my question is, who's really at fault here? The person who's going to stuff a a tampon in somebody's mouth or the person who lets them do it? Because from what I've found is, wrestlers on the giving end will do damn near just about anything. You got to find a willing dance partner. And she was wrestling a girl that's name was Tuna. Well, wrestlers on on the giving or receiving end, when you're out in front of a crowd, will do damn near anything. But let me ask you a question. I'm not saying this is this is okay. But what's the difference between <laughs> shoving a bloody tampon in her mouth and <laughs> Buddy Landell taking a check full of ball sweat and stuffing it down Tim Horner's throat? Well, it's more fun to see Tim Horner get that done to him, first of all. <laughs> I but. totally agree. I'm not disagreeing there. I'm just curious. Because um, I, 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 I want to know Harper's thoughts on this next week when he joins us. Because that's a, that's a legit question. Like, what's the difference between those two? Now, I know everybody out there. Look, I know blood is worse than sweat, I guess. But, you know, he's got that check sitting under his nutsack, which you know is salty and fucking sweaty. So, I'm just saying. Well, but you know, I don't know how much there is because I'm not signing up for either one of them. Me either. I agree. But I also don't take flat back bumps. And also, I think you're onto something about wrestlers doing just about anything once they get out in front of a crowd. Um, I think you have a, a really good point there. It's shocking. I mean, you must really be adhering to new year, new me here. Um, oh but I also saw some people saying, yeah, but. Nobody. What about Joey Ryan stuff? That's bullshit too. Well, hold on. He don't, hold on, he don't get a pass for for sticking a a lollipop down his trousers and then sticking it in somebody's mouth. He get fucked with that too. Hold hold on hold on. I actually think the Joey Ryan thing, and I don't I don't dislike Joey Ryan. I don't care. That's my the point I want to make. But that shit is completely unrealistic. Like the thing where I, the, I didn't see this whole match, but Priscilla Kelly's the girl looks knocked out. So your point that you want to you're if you're a heel, I'm assuming she was the heel. If you want to humiliate your opponent, he the, your opponent he's a heel, damn it. She's a heel. She's already knocked out. So I'm going to humiliate her even more. I'm going to stuff a bloody tampon down her throat. I I don't really know if it was as terrible as people make it. And I know we got friends out there who disagree because I've heard their take on it. But, like, I don't know if it's the worst thing I've ever seen in wrestling. Because is it gross? Fuck yes. I don't know if you could do anything grosser than that shit. Okay, so here's the thing for me. I think the fact that she told her, came out and goes, come on, guys, it's not even real, is worse than actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that. I didn't know she said that, but I oh, wouldn't yeah, I have said saw that. It, I saw it today, dude. I did a little last-minute research like I like to do. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have. But, I mean, I don't know, man. She she, she had the girl 
the, okay, I only saw a short clip. So assuming she had her beat already and was just trying to humiliate her some more. She's a heel, damn it. So what? Now, is it gross? Again, I'll repeat. That shit was sick. Because the first time I saw the clip, I, I, I just, I was like, oh, hey, fuck. Is it any worse than letting Abdul the Butcher carve you up with a hepatitis fork? Well, Abdul never butchered me, but. Uh, I'm talking about in general, not you, the general. It, there's, you. there's sicker shit that's happening in wrestling, definitely. Well, but, you know, I don't know, man. I let me say this. I, I think, I think I see both sides of it. But yeah, I, but I'm it, not, I'm not as worked up about it as some people are because for me, the current product has been killed already. So, what do I give a shit anymore? I'm going to say it again. What she did, it I don't even, I can't even compare it to, to Joey Ryan. Because Joey Ryan's right. thing is somebody grabs his dick and he flips him. That That's really dumb. So, you know. But it's yeah. his thing. Whatever. He Cox makes money doing it. Fuck or it. Whatever he is. But you know, Coxilla or whatever. But you know what? Gregory, Gregory Shane Helms won the internet when he said, "Is this, was that a first blood match? <laughs> hurricane hurricanes hurricanes tweets are hilarious that dude, that dude is a twitter follow worth twitter following if you get on as a sporadic as i do from my <laughs> wife's account yeah he he, he his, his hot takes on wrestling are fucking awesome he's always hey, got, got some kind of I got another remark so let me ask you this let's say you're working an intergender match and the promoter and this chick come up to, to Mike Menace and say, we got this idea for a spot. We know it's gross. It's not real, but it's gross. And it's coming out from her britches. How much extra are you going to need in your envelope to go, you know what, all right. Are you are you saying they're going to stuff a gimmick bloody tampon in my mouth? Yeah. I'd do it. For free. No, I mean whatever my pay That's is. I'm saying how much. I mean, you're Bro, getting seventy five is... bucks to waller around in the barbed wire or whatever it is you did back then. I, I mean, pulling off pulling off your little Rocco Rock impersonation. Oh, there you go. I, I I would do it. I mean, whatever. But I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be involved in intergender. I think in a, I do think that's kind of. Yeah. I don't like for the that most either. part, I think that's dumb but, unless it's. Hey. If there's anything this show should teach you is that women is for fucking not fighting. <laughs> okay. What? All so right. let me ask you. So let me pivot a little bit here. One of the guys that was mad about um, mad about this, as you might expect, was our good, good, close personal friend Jim Cornette. Um, but I'm not interested in his take on that. I need. I think this is an opportunity for you to help Corny out with something. What? Well, if you were also on Corny's Twitter, you could see that he's got a sister that's uh, got herself a little mayonnaise fever, I think. Oh, okay. So hold on. First off, I actually screen grabbed that and posted it in the Facebook group on whatever day it was that he retweeted that. I guess it was Saturday, maybe Sunday. I don't know what day it was. But so at Wrestle Events, I think was the Twitter at said... And they fucked this up. Uh, Brian and Jim messed this up on the drive-through last week, as we're so. Let us this. clear up the story and and put the real story out there. 
Well, Brian and Corny were talking about it, and Brian said, "Yeah, I saw a Twitter thing where some girl wanted to wanted to have your babies." And Jim said, "Yeah, I told her I'd have her. I I told her I didn't want babies, but I'd be glad to help practice." Well, that that's only half the story. The story was uh, Combat Championship Wrestling at Wrestle Events is this young lady's name says. She tweets at Jim, Jim, do you like black girls because I fucking love you and want to have your babies? To which Corny said, I don't want babies, but I'd be glad to help you practice. All right. So we've all spent enough time in this show to know that the black sister doesn't. I got I got love for the black sister, but not that kind of love. And Harper's too afraid because he's afraid his mama would get mad. He never once admit it. He's like, but, I remember that time I was asking him. He's like, well, um, I was like, it's a fucking yes or no question. Have you? Um, well, uh, uh, maybe. What? Which one is it, motherfucker? And then I figured it out. He don't want mama to know. So, yeah. Well, that's understandable. I mean, think about how many white girls hide their black boyfriends. I mean, it oh, happens. Jesus. Okay. So, so, but what we do know is that the menace subscribes to the darker the berry. Once you go black, you never go back. And Jesus so Christ. I just want to know here in this forum, do you have any tips for Corny as he's about to potentially climb a sister? I don't think Corny's going to be climbing nothing. He's a married man, and I think he's squared away. So I don't have any is there, tips. Is there anything, I mean, you, you've had, have you had relations with, uh, let me see if I can put this eloquently. Jesus Christ. White broads before? Oh, yeah. Oh, you have? Okay. Um, I don't know that I knew that. And then you... You have selective memory. Huh? You have selective memory. Well, you should drink as much as I do. And then mm. you, you've had some time with um, your current situation, which would be the sista. Right? Oh, I mean, that that's just one of many. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between the uh, – because obviously you prefer the Sista. What's what's better about the Sista? What can, I, I'm, what, not, I'm, I'm not getting into this discussion. Why? It, it, people want to know. I mean not everybody not, not, not everybody in our listening audience, A, has ever been with a woman. <laughs> you, you're not B, about to – no. I'm not, you're not well, about to make B, it sound like no, I'm a heel. And then – most of the guys out there have probably only stuck within their race, and, and except for Phil Allen, who has to pay for the pleasure. So no, he doesn't. Pay. He's, he's not, hanging them all, bro. He's like, he's like the black Ricky Morton dude. Right. He's a Photoshop <laughs> wizard, is what he is. I, I, I know wizard makes him ner- that word makes him nervous, but that's what that is. So that's I was black, just hoping that you could in Stan Lane. <laughs> I was just hoping that you could illuminate. He's the black fake Stan Lane. Um. You could just eliminate the difference in what Corny Mike could expect if he wants to get some sparring practice in with uh, this young lady. You know how Harper once said, a mouth is a mouth, brah? If that's Boy, the no. case, then why have you given up on the um, the oh, Becky man, and Karens of the world? Because I'm married, that's why. Yeah, but you made that decision long before you got married. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, if you say so. Okay, if well, if so. uh, maybe we'll get Corny on the show, and he can tell us uh, what the chocolate's like. I doubt that'll happen. If we're going to steal things. 
chocolate titties. Well, let's jump into this. Let's jump into some things. A couple of things I got to take care of. So special shout out to the largest patron contributors monthly. Disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie and at K underscore row 86 on Twitter for their patron contributions and a couple of new patron shout outs uh, at Piper's ear on Twitter. Thank you for coming. Thank you for becoming a patron uh, member a few weeks back. Keith Dewey, new patron. Thanks for signing up on Patreon. And then Jizz yet also what? signed up and became Wait, a patron recently. What was that last one? Uh, it's, it was spelled J I Z Y E T. So oh, I've just no. pronounced it jizz yet, uh, became a patron as well. So enjoy the patron and Patreon content that's out there. Over a hundred episodes at this point are all up on Patreon and patron on Podbean for you to enjoy. So have at it. Well, have let fun me just say this. For becoming a patron. There's a, there's a whole bunch of people are like, man, I'm in fuck doc. Where's Harper? But let me tell you one thing that Mike's happy about. And Doc. Okay. This shit, this shit not only started on time. It started, it started early today. It started early. So y'all may not be enjoying this, but Mike and I are thinking about all that extra free time <laughs> we're going to have tonight when we this shit gets done. And I, I bet you, kind of wish Harper was here to discuss this. I bet you some of it's going to be around the Sopranos, isn't it, buddy? You're getting Woke on. You're getting on with that, aren't you? Got myself a gun. Mike Mama has finally said, you be the way, I don't know, I lost all, you won in a million, blue moon something, blah, 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 woke up this morning, that's a hell of a show. I'm it is a hell of a two. show, man, you, start, you keep listening to Harper and I, you'll be drinking uh, beer soon, and uh, eating mayonnaise, and uh, all kinds of good stuff. I'm going to repeat this one next week when Harper's back, but. So I was watching an episode, I think it's at the end of season one, so a little bit of spoiler alert if you never watched Sopranos, which by the way... You're the only the... person in the world that has <laughs> seen I don't know, Denim Fritz was was uh, Twitter, he sent me a Twitter uh, message and he, I don't think, he said he just started watching it too based on our discussion on the show. That's not true, I started it a long time ago and finished it a long time well, ago. Well, whatever, so Denim Fritz said that, but do you know tomorrow is the 20, tomorrow as we record this on January 9th, 2019, tomorrow is the 20 year anniversary that since it launched and like started, <laughs> debuted? Now I feel old. Dude, that's crazy, so, but anyway... Hell of a show, season one. Uh, somebody tries to kill Tony Soprano and Pauly, which is one of, I guess, Tony's goons. Or I, well, I don't even know their terms yet. What do, what do you call them? Jesus that? Christ! Well, he got he, and I'm I'm only using show terminology here. He got attacked and tried to kill by two Moulin Yons. <laughs> That's what they said. But Pauly's and he also response... later calls them shines. Well, in Pauly's response to the 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 two African American gentlemen that tried to kill Tony was uh, when the kids were in the hospital around their dad. Pauly said, "What'd you think? Two Jamaican bobsled rejects and take your old man out?" <laughs> Just like, <laughs> what the fuck? There's so many poppable lines in that show. It's a great show, though. So anyway, Doc, are you ready to get started on some Saturday night on TBS? Uh, I don't really remember a damn thing. So let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. Let's roll the dice on it. So we're doing uh, Saturday night on TBS. It's October the 3rd, 1987. It was definitely a short episode on this uh, week's edition of Saturday night. Maybe there was college football because, you know, like last year, uh, TBS did some college football. I don't know if they did it in 87, but, I mean, October is kind of late for baseball, right, Doc? I mean, 
for the Braves, like it, for the Braves in the eighties, it was they were right, uh... <laughs> right. So we got a short episode. So evidently, it was preempted by something. Who knows what the hell that was? But uh, again, our Saturday night episodes are brought to you by you, the patron. Tinyurl.com/slash Patreon BTT is where you can sign up, become a patron, get access to all of the patron-only content, including the world-class review shows and the video reviews on Patreon. So again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, and of course, the Squirter episode that Hopper uh, cut with us a while back. So again, the show opens up. Uh, they open the show. It is Rick and Ronnie Garvin. It's a replay of basically the finish from last week when those two bastards were chopping the piss out of each other before Garvin ends up winning the title from Flair and becoming the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, they then go into the studio where Crockett and Shivani reiterate that Garvin is the new world champ. And they break the news that the Rock and Roll Express lost the tag belt, but we won't get any info, any more info on it this week. We'll have to wait till next week to find out what the hell exactly went down there. Uh, Doc, anything from the opening uh, at that point? No, because they screwed this up and then tell us later who's the champ. So it just makes you wonder. I don't, I don't know why they did it like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with them doing that. Like, we're going to hold you in suspense, but don't let your talent come out there and blow it later. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll talk about that more. But You could do uh, it they, either way, but you can't have both. And they tried to have their cake and eat it too there. I guess. I guess you're right there. So then they go to the Royal Warriors. Uh, first matchup, we got the Royal Warriors up against Ed Franks and Clement Fields. Now, Doc, I actually... When this match started, I don't remember the last time we saw the Roll Warriors bludgeon a couple of enhancement talents where it was like the shackles, you know, were released and they ran out, you know, old school, like kind of like an 85. I got something about that, though. What you got? Well, go back and go back and hit play and see. We finally got somebody. And wouldn't you know, it's a brother who said, "Uh uh-uh, and started climbing out of the ring before the Road Warriors got there. He's like, fuck that shit. Hold Watch. on, I got it. I got it queued up. So Clement Field was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm out of here." Watching it on Patreon, and the Road Warriors hit the ring, and they uh, Clement Fields is gone off the ring. Oh well, no, <laughs> Animal hit him, but he didn't he hit him on the way out. But he was like, "I ain't standing there and taking this bullshit." <laughs> he did because he's standing on the ring apron at this point as Hawk is, uh, you know, military pressing the other dude. Right. So. So Animal but, had to kind of like circle back and like find something to do because he didn't get his chance to just beat some sap on the. Speaking of sap, before we get too far into this, I think we should tell everybody real quick that about uh the fact that we are into the we are right now in the middle smack dab in the middle of our first full week back at work and uh, guess what? <laughs> so wrong. You are a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> You're a fucking My first bastard. day back was, was two days ago, Monday, and guess who wasn't at work already? I'll give you You're one guess. You're a dirty fucking bastard. With an exploding clock. You're a yeah, dirty fucking Not bastard. at work, had the sniffles, and just let me, I mean, his whole life is let me get squarely behind this eight ball before the game even starts. <laughs> You're so wrong to fuck with. The Why? Right Why now. am I wrong? It's What's just wrong dirty, bro. Just leave him alone. Did, did you see um, Philip Allen? No, well, not Philip Allen. Um, the Smoky no. Mountain sharecropper. No, sent me a tweet with a picture of T Rex from Disney World, and I shit you not, 
the the Smoky Mountain sharecropper has never seen the T Rex. We know this for a fact. And I'll be damned if it didn't look like T Rex with some Mickey Mouse ears with chocolate smeared all over his face because he just buried his face into a damn uh, uh like a cake or some shit. So I feel oh, that's great. So I feel like we need to have a run in total here, which is going to require me to pay attention to when he comes and goes. <laughs> but we didn't make it. I mean, so we, he we made it seven days into the fucking year. Right. He was out on January 7th. Now, he had been to work, I think, three days of the previous week. Now, I was on vacation because I'm I'm me and I'm, I don't have to come in if I don't want to. But for for a pathetic idiot like him, he made it to day four and tapped out. That, that that was after being off for a week and a half. You forgot. Right. That. Watching the prices right and just eating fucking ice cream straight out of the carton. <laughs> so I get to see with a big wooden spoon and a big carton and just eating the whole thing. So you're dirty, man. You're so, so dirty. Man, I'm telling you, he made it four days or the first full week. He made it um, zero days. So there we go. Okay, so we keep this show moving after the Row Warriors win their match. We got a we got a promo to listen to from them. Uh, it's, it feels like it's been a while since we heard from them, but what do I know? I'm watching so much wrestling I can't remember. So let's hear from the Row Warriors now. Here they are. Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, back with us on World Championship Wrestling. Tony Schiavone, there are two kinds of people as far as me and Animal are concerned. Clam heads and Neil Mexi. Zoom dweebies. Well, we're the neo Zoom dweebies. And the clam heads are the horsemen. You see, we're just like the Minnesota twins who worked their way to the bottom and dug for everything they got to get to the top. Well, we did the same thing. That's why we're here today. The clam heads, Flair, X-Lax Luger. X-Lax Luger. Yeah, it constipates all of us. And the other two, you know who we're talking about. Tell him, big man. You know, so toys are It's your time of year again. Star King, the biggest wrestling event in professional wrestling history. And who's the first two guys to have our contracts on the line? We don't care if it's a cage match, safety match, any kind of match. The Warriors always have our contracts in there first, don't we, Paul? That's right, Tony. Let's talk about a few facts. Let's talk about Starcade, the greatest wrestling event in wrestling today. Let's talk about all those contracts that are laying on your table, Jim Crockett. Let's talk about it, James J. Dillon. Let's talk about the new world champions. Let's talk about it, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Let's talk about Starcade and you facing these two men for the world title. First time ever, the Legion of Doom wants it. We snack on danger and we dine on death. Legion of Doom, the Red Warriors, and we're coming right back. So is that what you're talking about, how they ruined it? Yeah. Hey, you know what my son's favorite line in any movie is? What? It's from Rocky too when Mickey tells Rocky... You're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. Yeah. So he runs around saying that all the time, that that's what he does. That's what that reminded me of at the end. Um, I, I have some issues here, but it's an interesting take on it. First of all, is he calling them clam heads or clem heads? I ain't got a clue. Okay, so clam head is actually an urban dictionary. Oh, entry. shit. 
What's it no, say? It's, not, it's, not, it's not that bad. It's just a person who will talk shit nonstop, no matter wh- who or what is around. Like okay. a clam, it opens and closes its mouth nonstop. <laughs> so there's that, which is okay. But he, then he talks about this other term that I've never heard of. And here's the thing I realized. Content-wise, Hawk was terrible there. Terrible. Let's talk ill of the dead. Terrible. Yeah, that wasn't but, one of his better ones. But if you took it and gave it – but the thing of it is he can halfway get it over because of the way he delivers it and he's confident and he kind of knows what he's doing. You give that same content to somebody else and you end up with New Breed. No, nah, it's just New Breed. But, I mean, imagine like Tim Horner trying to say in what Hawks Well, he couldn't even like, – can't say Orndorff, so let's not even get there. <laughs> Okay. So I just thought it was not his best. I had no idea some of the things he was saying. And then Ellering just comes out there. Ellering was also weird because he's like acting like Crockett is conspiring against him. And I'm like, dude, you're a baby faces. Shut the fuck up. Well, do you, but the other part is, do you want to say what they gave away? Yeah, who the champs are. Right. Right well, after, and I mean not seven minutes after, they said, we'll get into that shit next week. Well, guess not. Yeah. Let's get into well, it now. Kinda, yeah, they give it I away. I mean, they should have just gone back to David and Tony and was like, well, fuck us. Here's what I don't know because I don't have it right in front of me. Like on like either Worldwide or Pro, how they dealt with it that same week. Like did they say it then and that's just kind of why Hawk may have slipped or – I mean not that he slipped, but my point is like – you know, he would have known that the taping would have taken place, obviously, and so that's why they said it. I don't. Well, that's what I don't know. I don't have why don't that you, in front of me. I got an idea. Why don't you watch it and put a report on my desk by 9 o'clock in the morning? Why don't you fucking blow me, asshole? Oh. It's, I don't it, think There's so. your fucking report. I don't think so. You and the rest so. of the fucking spot monkeys at the fucking shoot job. Dude, they, Brother. They, they went. I think while we went off for vacation and had our Christmas eggnog and miracles and whatever— all of the people that we work with went to spot monkey training. Man, I fucking was about to about to leave today, and this <laughs> kayfabe. This I saw. This, I saw your okay. So we're gonna behind the curtain a little bit. I saw your bubble go for, to out of office, and then I was trying to find somebody else, and I saw it was green again. I was like, oh shit. Well, I don't know why it was. Show, I don't know why it does. I know why it shows that because of my calendar, but. So I, I I I'm on there and I'm literally about to go. I'm about to like you know be out of this bitch, and this fool shoots me a message. Hey, can I show you something? And I'm like about oh. to log off. What do you need to show me? Uh, well this this thing this new thing I'm building. Not interested, pal. <laughs> not interested. I don't care. I'm like, unless this is something that's going to make my life better, which I know it won't. Why don't you compress that file, save it, and then turn that bitch sideways and shove it up your ass? Shove it up your ass. (laughs) Okay. Always want to do the spot monk activities in the the workplace. God damn. All right. So I I agree with you. Let's go back to Hawk. I thought that wasn't the greatest. But, you know, he called him Lex Lex Luger and it constipates us all. Yeah, that's the other thing. X Lex doesn't. It doesn't constipate, right? It it frees the it it frees the valves. Hey, doesn't animal look weird with his beard that low? I wasn't even paying attention. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, we got a uh, an announcement now. We'll keep the show moving. We got an announcement now from Tony Schiavone, who is in the Starcade Control Center, mm-hmm. and he is going to tell us something about Starcade 1987. So we are not that far off. Uh, maybe six, seven weeks away at this point. So here it is. Tony Schiavone from the Starcade Control Center. Each and every year around Thanksgiving, fans all over the wrestling world gear up for the granddaddy of them all. For the last five years, it's been one event, and that is Starcade. 1987 has been a great year for professional wrestling all throughout the months. But coming up in November, the big one, Starcade 87. And I'm with Mr. Jim Crockett Jr., president of the Wrestling Network. And Jimmy, we've got cards, letters, phone calls from fans all across the country wanting about Starcade. Thank you, Tony. The host city for Starcade 87 has been selected, and that's Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois, one of the host cities for Starcade 87. Each and every year since 1983, the first year of Starcade, there has been a theme. The first year, the theme was a flare for the gold. Then the million dollar challenge. Then the gathering. And last year, it was Night of the Skywalkers. What about a theme for this year? This year, Starcade 87 will be called Chi Town Heat. Chi Town Heat, Starcade 87, coming up on Thanksgiving night. Fans, stay tuned right here each and every week from the Starcade Control Center updates about some of the major happenings of the major event of the year. Star KDD7. I'm Tony Schiavone for the Wrestling Network. Well, with that news, they pissed off their home area. But Doc, did they? Your thoughts. Did they? Just I a mean, fucking little bit. Why? That's We're going Monday, to Chicago. No, so what? That's Monday morning quarterback, and it can't be in the same town every year. Why not? Because that's short-sighted. It doesn't expand the market. Bullshit, and you know it. You're just trying to fucking play heel. So where, where do you put it every year? Because how many people are going to drive from Greensboro to Charlotte or from up from Atlanta? I mean... Put that bitch in Greensboro or Atlanta. Wait, you know, in all... In, all, in, all, in both? Because I hate the split. No, 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 no. I said in, in or, not and. Okay, hold on. Put it in either one of them. Put it, I mean, put it in, just leave it in Greensboro. Why? Just fucking put it there. Why? Because, I mean, just fucking do it. You got closed Greens- circuit is now. Is Greensboro paying all your bills? That is that is 330 miles, so people aren't going to drive between the two, so. Okay, all right. Well, you got all the answers. Where would you have put it then? Chicago. Nah, that's bullshit. I don't think it matters. What I want to know, and I need Harper for this. You ever been high? Never. Never. Okay. Nope. You ever been drunk in a situation where you weren't supposed to be drunk? Never. You're a real ball of laughs. I really am, man. I was a fuck. I mean, I was, I was an anomaly. I really was. <laughs> I bet you got picked on constantly in the ghetto. Not really, man. That's what's crazy. I used to always hear that people, like people would say, you know, the whole, because we grew up in uh, in that 70s and 80s time frame, especially the 80s, where it was that whole say no to drugs campaign. Bro, I said no, and nobody fucked with me. when I, It was weird, man. It wasn't no, the peer pressure was just, I don't know, man. It was weird. You were what, racially confused ghetto, d- ghetto dweller who didn't partake in drugs and alcohol. What's your story, man? I'm. What th- are, are we going here? Well, okay. So, do you remember in the movie Friday when she comes over the girl and she tells Craig, "You look high," and he starts trying to wipe it off his pants and stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah, but what? 
<laughs> well, that's kind of what it is when you're like, oh, shit, I'm high. And I don't really want anybody to know. But I'm afraid they might know. But I got to play this cool so that nobody finds out I'm high because I might get in trouble. That's how Jim Co- that's how uncomfortable Jim Crockett looks every time he's on camera. Is that oh, he, he's, he, out there, he's out there <laughs> high as balls. And he's not doing a very good job of hiding it. And everybody knows it. He looks like a fucking square out there too. He just looks he looked like a deer in the headlights when that when yeah. the camera panned to him. He's like looking and then he then he then his eyes jerk over and jerk over again. And then you right, could he's cut. paranoid that he's about to get found out. That's what I'm saying. And then it's it literally sounded like he was he was back there for thirty minutes memorizing that exact line that you heard from him and all he did was recite the line that he had been reciting and here, for here's the other an thing. hour. Man, you start hearing about these, you start thinking about these old school promoters, and you know they were some serious bullshit. And I ain't saying this in a bad way, but bullshit artists like Eddie Graham with the civic organizations and Ron Fuller. They're workers, man. They're carnies. They're out there greasing palms because they're not always booking. They're they're promoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I got you. And so they're working the, the connections and the people and then. You look at Jim Crockett, it's like, oh, well, that's why this shit failed. <laughs> Don't just blame it. It's not just him. Come on, man. You can't put that on Jim Crockett. So you're going to put it on cable TV, except he was the first one to cable TV with that kind of platform. Uh, okay, uh, I get it. It, it, I get it, was, it. It, it was more than him. I tell you what, though, a, a good show to listen to if you're if you're wondering about, like, uh, like, 80s, I think it's, a, I don't say 87, but 88, like the last days of Jim Crockett promotion. That show Corny did a while back. It's probably been about a year now where he talked about the, the dying days of Crockett. Man, dude, his head was in the sand. Jim Crockett Jr. Of course it was. About the whole thing until until like one day he was told, you know, there were two million in the hole and he comes out the office and is like, he was like, man, it was like he saw a ghost. He, he, I think Corny said he saw him when he came out the office. So let me he, ask you when this. He, when he found that out. How many white bookers in a corporate environment do you know that have their fucking head in the sand? That's hard to answer because it's like 90% of them. Right. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to keep it real here and, and not break kayfabe. So, yeah. How many do you know? See- they're too busy over all of them. They're too busy overseeing the field hands. That's nice, Doc. Thanks for being an asshole. Uh, all right, let's keep the show moving. Uh, up next, so Starcade is going to be in Chicago. We got Terry Taylor. If you were watching on Patreon, you saw him defeat Terry Jones. And then we got Ronnie Garvin who comes out. And Ronnie Garvin is living a dream, brother, and the studio loves him. Uh, Doc, what were your thoughts on Garvin's promo here? Or are, are we, we going to listen to it? He's the sure, champ. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I didn't know if you wanted to give your thoughts first. So here it is. It's all right. Okay, fans. I think you can hear the response. Ronnie Garvin, world heavyweight champion for the fans. And that is echoed throughout the country right now. And this looks good. It look, look good. looks great. And this looks good. I'm a very happy man. It was the greatest moment of my life. And I mean the greatest. There's no other feeling in the world like winning the world's heavyweight title. A few months ago, I came out here. And I said that I was going to be wearing this belt, didn't I? You said it. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all the fans, all the letters, all the support, because without the fans, I don't think I would have been able to pull it off. And I'm going to tell you, Ric Flair, 
you got a hold of a real man and you found out what it is to get a hold of a real man because you had to match your life. And I'm going to tell you throughout this world, I will defend this title on this green planet of ours. I don't care if it's a blue man, purple, black, yellow, or white. But your turn will come in due time, you see. I will defend it. There's a lot of other good wrestlers before you, Flair. But you're entitled to a return, and I will grant you the return in my time. You see, in the meantime, you sit at home and you cry the blues. Doesn't matter to me. You, you brag long enough on national television. First of all, his downfall was when he wanted my brother's woman. He came looking for me. See, I didn't go looking for him, really. And he said he was going to put me out of wrestling. Well, I'm still in wrestling. I'm at the top of the mountain. And by the way, Space Mountain is shut down. Close. No, it's not. So I'm going to tell you, I intend to remain the world's heavyweight champion. So somebody, anybody at home, take the telephone, call somebody, and you better tell them that Ronnie Garvin is the world's champion. The world's heavyweight champion. And I will remain for quite some time, believe me. Okay. The world heavyweight champion, Ron Garvin. Fans, Ric Flair is with us here today. We'll talk to him and have much more coming up right after this. All right. I thought it was meat and potatoes, but uh, I don't know if Space Mountain's closed. Doc, your thoughts? I think that whoever coined the term that the chase is better than the catch had this in mind when they talked about it. I have always felt that way, even as a young kid. And I think it's because you and I grew up on Southern wrestling instead of that Northern shit where your baby face was the champ. But if there's one thing you and I will agree on, it is we grew up with a heel champion a lot of times and the baby face chasing was what made the story. And this is a perfect example. That's the only thing we agree on. I thought we were buddies. I mean, one of, you know, you like to play heel, so I'm just saying. Hey, while I'm here, do you guys, do you think you guys are going to beat the uh, Eagles? Well, last week we were trying to figure out if it was going to be Saints versus Cowboys. Yeah, I'm kind of glad it's not. Yeah, you <laughs> admitted it. <laughs> he sent me a text, y'all. I just want y'all to know. Or maybe it was a message at work. He was like, I didn't want to come to that fucking dome. Fuck that. Oh, no, he, I mean we'll come down. Cheering, to that, don't we'll come down and, and deal with y'all if we have to. I just prefer to explore other alternatives. He wants to explore other alternatives, so he told me earlier this week he's rooting for the Eagles because he doesn't want to beat the Rams and then have to come down to the dome. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm just trying you to know, do the, the right thing for everybody. The funny, the funny part about this whole situation is, isn't Jason the, Garrett such a great coach? No, I was going to say. The one team of the final three that are left besides the Saints in the NFC that the Saints didn't beat was Dallas. And it's the one team that they would probably be the most motivated to be like, man, those bastards, they fucked us up, man. We got we to gotta get some revenge. I'm going to say it's racist. Okay. Uh, so any, th any other thoughts on Ronnie Garvin here? No, not really. I mean – it's not a bad promo for Ronnie Garvin. It's just, it's not champ worthy for me. And so going back to what you said, the chase is better than the, than winning. That's true for Southern wrestling. That's true it's for always... life. Nah, Think about it. You're, nah. you're chasing some hot ass broad and then she peels off her pants and it smells like fucking tuna and onions and 
all kinds of shit. Every nothing's as good as you think it is when you get there. I don't know about that. Okay. Do you like the so smell you, of onions? So I'm, you mean I'm, to tell me every single one that you've chased when you finally hit the hit pay dirt and got little doc the the your little boy <laughs> wet at, at that point the chase was over and you didn't want it no more. No, but every if single time. you're going to tell me that you ain't ever been there ain't a broad you ain't ever been with after a while you're like, "Dude, come on." Really? Yeah, but a lot of times they're just crazy. That's kind of what drives you off too. Right. Just saying. Well, okay. All right. We'll we'll keep going. Uh, we got Tully and Arn. They defeat um, Mike Force and Tommy Angel, and we got the four horsemen in the audience. Uh, the four horsemen in the audience. The guys who always dress like the horsemen. Anyway, um, they win. Doc, your thoughts on that match, if anything? Yeah. So about those dudes. So Corny was saying on the recent, I think it was the recent drive-through. Probably not for the people listening, but the last one I've heard. That it was really just they opened up the doors and whoever happened to be out there could come on in. Okay. And if you think about that, that's pretty insane. Because we're we're talking about that's not every week though. I mean, but but it was like that a lot. Okay. Again, I say I say we know it's not like that every week because I mean some weeks there's like. Like, you know, Boy Scouts. Whatnot. Sure, but that's because they came and got in line, dumbass. So I my point my point that, is okay. you can't just walk up and go see the 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 Saints game this weekend or the Golden State Warriors game or aren't four dollar tickets. This is perhaps some of the greatest golden era wrestling period of all time. It's coming to an end, but we were in it. And you could just come down to the studio and be one of a uh, hundred people in that studio. Yeah, but that was the whole allure of studio wrestling. Too, I get that the it's day. the allure, but just think about it. Like, how much would you pay to be in the audience for that light, late '85 Garvin Flair match? And those people probably just was like, "Oh, let's let's go down and see if we can." Get yeah, it. yeah. Hopper always says that when <laughs> people got in for free and they watch Ric Flair and Ronnie Garvin beat the right. shit out of each other. Around how much Christmas would you? How much would you go back and say, "I want to be one of a hundred people that gets to to be in that room that close and watch that"? Oh, I and don't know how much. I don't know. Whatever the ticket would have cost, I would have did it if I was there. It was free to get in. I'm saying you'd pay fifty bucks to go see that. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. These assholes were just coming in, man. These horsemen guys figured it out. <laughs> I guess. All right. Any other thoughts on Tully and Arn? Man, they're just good. Where's their belt? The t- well, they're the champs now, but, you know, they ruined that earlier because Shivani said they'd talk about it next week, and then the real warriors let us know who had it, and now they walk out with the belts on. So, obviously, mm. they're the champs. We just don't see it. But I will say this. We will f- find out what happens. It just Man, I already look, be next week. week is a whole 82 minutes. It's C-plus. a long-ass episode. But I think it's good. It's good. Where's Chris Adams? Well, we'll talk about that shortly um, because during the – um, during the Terry Taylor match, well, I'll say shortly. We should have talked about that a second ago. But during the Terry Taylor match, uh, Chris Adams was getting chants. Where we want Chris, we want Chris, and he ain't there. So I don't know what to tell He's you. He's probably super kicking a, a flight, flight attendant. Maybe so. Uh, let's keep going. We got JJ and Luger cutting a promo out here. Here it is. 
Football of the Four Horsemen with James J. Dillon, the U.S. Heavyweight Champion, Lex Luger. I know you got a lot to talk about, but obviously a big rebound for the Horsemen winning the World Tag Team title. Just when things looked the absolute darkest, when everybody was saying, oh my, Ric Flair dethroned as the World Heavyweight Champion, the Horsemen have fallen apart from within. A great ray of sunshine on the horizon. I'm talking about Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, the new World Tag Team Champions once again lifting the horsemen to new heights. You know, James, just like you said, they're talking about the demise of the four horsemen. The greatest conglomeration of wrestling talent has ever been assembled. They said our foundation was crumbling from within. Not a chance, because what you just witnessed are the new world tag team champions, just like they said it'd be. I'd like to say one thing right now about Ric Flair, nature boy. In the short time, I've had a pleasure to get to know him as a friend. He's made me feel as close as a brother, and the feeling is mutual. I know him well, both as a man and as a sportsman and as a competitor. And I feel deep in his heart, and I can see in his eyes a competitive fire that I have never seen before. Ronnie Garvin, we give you credit where credit's due. You wrestled the one match of your life. But Ric Flair's been beating him all over the world for many years. He's had a long string of victories and very few defeats. So that plate that's sitting on your belt right now, it doesn't have your name engraved on yet. Don't bother the engraver. Don't waste his time and don't waste the money getting engraved. Because I can guarantee you this, the nature boy Ric Flair will regain the World Heavyweight Championship. I know it. James know it. And your hearts are out there. You all know it. And then we've got the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. The man, the legend himself, who's done it all, except one thing, Dusty Rhodes. And that's where this belt around your waist. This is the NWA US Heavyweight Championship and the total package Lex Luger's wearing around his chiseled waist. And it'll never be around your waist. And here's a man who they said has done it all. Has done everything in wrestling. And what he's resorted to, because he wants to sidetrack the man who will rewrite the record books of professional wrestling, and that's me, Lex Luger, early in his career. But it hasn't been done yet, Dusty Rhodes. I've done what I want in this sport, and I will continue to do it. So the bottom line is you've gone and resorted to an illegal hold. It's not even a wrestling hold. What it is is a blatant out-and-out chokehold, Dusty Rhodes. James has had a night out of it, the litigation process. Because bottom line, there's a lot of viable kenders out there, despite your dying ego, beside yourself. Until the terms are right for our match, you and me, there won't be one. I'll wrestle them all, and I'll beat them all. And when things are right, Dusty Rhodes, we will step in the ring. Let's make one other quick point, and that's this Johnny Weaver thing sticking his nose in. I try to bring him to the attorney's office and set a few records straight. Weaver, I'm retired from wrestling, but I've about had it with you. Lex Luger, James J. Dillon, U.S. Heavyweight Champion, leader of the Four Horsemen. We'll talk to Dusty Rose when we come back. You awake over there, Doc? I thought you were doing a Miss Elizabeth impersonation. What are you talking about? When you were snoring. Oh, that's nice. What? Um, that's nice of you to say. Uh, what you got, man? <sighs> I thought J.J. was good. Like he He was like... JJ's really good at when something bad happens to the horsemen. Uh, nothing to see here. Flair lost. Petolian Arn won the NWA title. So save your thoughts about the horsemen dying. I just kind of get that vibe from JJ. He's just really, really good at playing spin doctor and just 
blowing off. Like, literally, they just lost the NWA world title, Flair and the Horsemen and whatnot. And JJ's like, oh, nothing to see here. I thought JJ was exceptional in in the first 30 seconds of that. And then Lex just... Hmm. It's not horrible. It just... Too long. Remember when I it's like, remember when I remember when I tried to tell you that this was a problem? It's not that. It's like he's like Manny to me a little bit. He just talks too long. Like if he just makes the point and gets to it and is done, great. But he just he keeps going. <laughs> and he's he's not repeating himself, but he just keeps going and it's just like So who he's a young talent, right? He's young, man. You can't yeah. So whose fault is this? I guess Dusty. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm saying. I guess. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Who's faulty? Who would you put it on? Well, if he goes out there and goes over the mark and doesn't do it on a given week, that's his fault. If he does it every week, whose fault is it? <sighs> okay. Yeah. Uh, no. You, fair point. All right. Any other thoughts on Lex there and JJ? Not really. All right. Well, then they... I'm Jim surprised Crockett. he didn't say that he was ready to to help avenge the the loss by winning the title himself. Okay, uh, they cut after all that though. Jim Crockett comes out and he tells everyone um, how to get tickets to Starcade '87, which, as we know, is coming up shortly, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so just uh, six, seven weeks away. Uh, then we get Lex Luger who defeats Mac MacGyver with a bear hug and not the torture rack. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on Lex and Mac MacGyver right there? I actually like that he did. He didn't just do his finisher there. Why so? Or how so? Or I can why? beat you a lot of. I can beat you a lot of different ways. I'm more I, versatile than just a one trick pony. I guess. I mean, he was going to win. Anyway, I didn't but... love that he did it. I'm just saying it was a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm. I hear you there. Uh, so Lex wins, and um, that's that. Um. What uh? No other thoughts before we go to Dusty. No, nah, let's go to Dusty. All right, so let's go to Dusty and see what he's got to say as I get it queued up here. Hold on. Okay, fans, we're back with you on World Championship Wrestling. Let's bring him in, the man we talked about, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I I mean, I want to tell you everything is happening right now. Before I get into stocking, shut down heat. We've seen Big Jim himself walk out of here. He owns the town's only diamond mine. Made his usual entrance looking so dandy and so fine. And they told him like it's going to be. October the 12th, ticket lines going to sell around this country. First of all, I want to talk about the war games. Because the war games are Jim Cracker promotion. That was survival. Anything else is a copy. You know what I'm talking about? Unless you've been in the war game with the Hosman and the Warriors and Nikita and Radagavit, it's history. You know what I'm talking about? Now then, Starcade 87 is upon us. I've seen the greatest moment in sports when Ronnie Garvin made his dream come true. And Ric Flair, the great champion that you were, knows on three occasions Dusty Rhodes was world heavyweight champion. Now then, Ronnie Garvin, you now become the hunted. You were the hunter. And the hunted means you gotta look for old ex-champions like Dusty Rhodes. 
Nikita Kolov, and all the rest of the great athletes on the wrestling network, WTBS, the UWF, and the National Wrestling Alliance. And that's just playing his day. So now then, take your heart and your body and train hard, because they all gonna look for you, Ronnie. And you know the thrill that no other men, not many men, can say they was the best in the world, in the greatest sport in the world, and have beaten the nature boy. And I'm proud when I say the nature boy, because he's one hell of an individual. He is the greatest athlete I have ever been in the ring with, but I have defeated him twice. And you are now champion. So don't rest too easy, baby. Now then, the total package, Lex Luger, the United States Heavyweight Champion. You belong to me now. You belong to Dustin Rhodes, the American Dream. Stipulations you want, and J.J. Dillon don't get in Johnny Weaver's face. The Weaver Lock is deadly. The Weaver Lock is trying. The Weaver Lock will lay some on you that the boogers will run out to know, you know what I mean. What? This is a serious threat from Dusty Rose, the American dream. You belong to me, Lex Luger. And now my super partner, Nikita Koloff, let me make this clear. Terry Taylor and Eddie Gilbert from the UWF, John Ass, Commissioner, right guard with the Denver Broncos. You got to deal with the National Wrestling Alliance World Television Champion, Nikita Koloff, and there's no greater athlete either. And Nikita Koloff. So, as I've said just about it all, I'll leave you with this. J.J. Dillon, my contract, my career, my legend is on the line. You put your man in there because tonight, in Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm going to bust him wide open. Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Let's go back to the ring. Um, yeah, talk. What'd you think of that? Booger's out his nose, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he put a sleeper on him or the weaver lock, and it's gonna <laughs> Booger's out his nose. I don't know, man. This is I like Dusty kind of tooting Ronnie Garvin's horn, but I did like he... that first part where he was doing that because he's giving you the vantage point of his experience and the lineage of the title. Yeah, but did you feel like he kind of started putting himself? Like I know your job is to put get yourself over, but. It, he the, it didn't feel like he was getting him getting himself over. It feel like he was putting himself over, like almost in an arrogant manner. I guess the problem is we we're looking at this through 2019 eyes. Probably a little bit, but I do like the fact that he keeps saying he's going to bust Luger open, though. That's no joke. I guess we're gonna have to see when that finally happens, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, word what up, else you got from word it? up, my homie. What else you got from it? Not much. Uh, I mean, he, he looked have... better out there. He looked more dignified in that button-down shirt and that West Texas State hat than he does in his whatever it else he's normally thrown together to present himself on TV. Uh, Dusty's Dusty when it comes to his promos. Uh, do you have anything on the next match, which was Ivan Koloff and the Warlord defeating Keith Steinborn and Bob Riddle? No. I think that's Bob Riddle's debut. How about that? I believe so. Um, he actually doesn't look bad, to be honest with you. I just, I continue to have so much trouble 
getting past where we were with Paul Jones last year and where we are now. Because as cheesy as some of that shit was with Paul Jones, we got into the feuds that were there, and, and now it's just, wow, what are, what are we watching here uh, is why I say that. So, uh, But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else. So uh, you want to go to Ric Flair now? We might as well. Yeah, let's go to Ric Flair. Here he is. That's right, David. Nature boy Ric Flair. And the very first time we've had a chance to talk to Ric Flair since Detroit. And the only thing I have to say, Rick, as I saw the match, it was a tremendous event between two great athletes. Well, Tony Giovanni, first of all, don't think that I'm going to walk out here and unveil a new personality, that I'm going to be some humble Joe standing on the street side wishing things would happen and talking about things in my past. Because I'll tell you what, as you walk through life, all the medals and all the honors that you've won in the past can't buy you a drink at any bar in this country. So I'll tell you how it goes, short and sweet. Ronnie Garvin, you now wear the most coveted title in all of professional sports. And I'm the man that knows more about that title than anybody else in the world because I've had it four different times. And rest assured, I'll have it a fifth time. I know what it is to be the man, to have the notoriety, the prestige. I know what it is to pay 100 bucks for a manicure. I know what it is to tip a girl 100 bucks for a big cigar. I know what it is to walk every street near a major city in the world, fly every major airline from one continent to the other, and have everybody saying, there's the champ. I know what that is, and that's part of my life. So I'll tell you something, Garvin, just like I told a promoter and a newspaper man that walked up to me in Detroit. I said, Garvin is a great wrestler. If he wasn't great, number one, he wouldn't work for Jim Crockett. Number two, he wouldn't be wrestling for the world title. And number three, what really makes you stand out, Garvin, is you beat me. One, two, three. You beat the best that this sport has ever known. But now we're going to talk about the future because we're not looking back. We're talking about you now, Garvin. You, my friend, have got the distinct honor of being, as Dusty Rhodes said, the hunted. Now you got to wrestle Animal and Hawk. You gotta worry about Nikita and Dusty. You got the four horsemen blowing real hot air down your neck. You gotta walk the streets of this world a marked man. Because you see, with all the notoriety and all the wealth and all the glamour and glory, you can't turn your back for a minute. Now, instead of eight hours of sleep at night, you get two, maybe three, because you lay there wondering if tomorrow you'll still be the champ. You'll wonder if you can call your girl on the phone and say, I won again. You want to know what's ahead each and every day. Because believe me, every promoter in the country has got a surprise for the champ. It might be a cage match in Australia, a chain match in Greensboro. You might be, who knows, the next day, because you're the champ. The rest assured, 
two more things. Number one, I'm not going to be the only rooster in Jim Dillon's hen house that's not producing eggs. And number two, Tony Schiavone, I'm still going to kiss the girls and make them cry. Woo! And Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, will be back. Oh, Rick's always so great. Doc, your thoughts? Well, you always tell me my thoughts. Let me flip this around and say, you know, you never get to give your thoughts first, and I care about you, buddy. So uh, yeah, what, right. were your, what were your well, thoughts? I, I love Flair telling, he didn't say this verbatim, but he basically told Tony to stick it as far as uh, him thinking that this was going to make him humble. So that was probably the greatest part. You know, he's coming in, he's like, you know what? <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> This ain't making me humble. And then something he laid out that was so very true was he laid out how winning the title is one thing, but retaining it while being chased and hunted Mm -hmm. is a whole new ball game. And that was the meat of the promo for me. How much of a shoot do you think it was when he goes instead of eight hours? Now you get two. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's. You might, take what it, you might have had what it takes to, to just win the match, but you don't have what it takes to carry this thing. Yeah, man. It's a, that's a whole new ball game when it's time for you to – now you went from having to just – you were chasing it. Now you're defending it. You got to deal with Hawk. You got to deal with this one. You got to so deal here, with that here, one. Let me give you an example from basketball because my homie is Dirk Nowitzki, right? He's my main man, and we run, we won that ring. But I can tell you by watching him and watching the amount of games that I do, when Dirk won, that was it for him. He he achieved his dream by winning. He won it one time. And then there's guys like Kobe, and I ain't the biggest Kobe fan in the world, don't get me wrong, but he's obsessed by it. He chases it every day. He's got to have it. If he doesn't have it, there's a problem. That's a different story than Dirk. Who, I got it. It was cool. Greatest day of my life, but I'm good. Yeah, but he it, that didn't mean he didn't want he didn't want it ever again. Right, but I'm, what I'm saying is there's guys that are driven to have it and carry it and be the champ versus just to say you want it. And I think that's what you see here, or what Rick is trying to put out there is is I'm the guy who I got to have this. I'm gonna I'm the guy who this is part of my my life. Once your little dalliance with this is over, I'll be back to doing my <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, I, there's something to that. But the whole thing, I mean, this goes back to what we talked about a little while ago. We talked about the chase versus the, you know, winning, chasing it versus actually winning it. And that that's the thing about Rick. Rick's, see, Rick, Rick is kind of versatile in his role. I mean, him chasing it is going to be just as good as him winning it or holding well, the- it. That's what happens when you're the best. When you're the best, yeah, of course. So anyway, all right, we'll keep it going. We get a we get some dubbed over video package of Dusty after Rick's promo, Jesus. and then we go. What would you want to say about that? I just what the hell was all that? No, nah, I don't know, man. But then we go to a Terry Taylor promo uh, with Terry Taylor. Um, you know, he's a TV champion, and Nikita's a TV champion. So let's 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 see what's going on there. Uh, Nikita's the NWA TV champion. Taylor's the UWF TV champion, so uh, let's hear what's going on. Earlier in the program, a great win for the UWF World Television Champion, Terry Taylor. We're going to see Nikita Kolov in action here in just a second. Yeah, that's why I had to come from the Universal Wrestling Federation all the way to Nikita's backyard to get his attention. I don't want to have John Ayers do this. Nikita, I don't want you to have 
Jim Crockett doing your talking. I don't want Dusty doing your negotiating. I want it you and me one on one. I'm getting tired of waiting. I'm a very important man, and I'm sick and tired of here being on back burner waiting for you to make up your mind. Now, if I have to do something to get your attention, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Now, I'm sitting around here for four weeks challenging you, and you always say, it's up to Jim Crockett. No, it's not. It's up to you. Be a man. Say something. <laughs> there he goes. He walks right by me and doesn't do anything. Now, you see that? I'm going to stay out here and watch this. I've been watching films. I'm going to watch the match. Okay. Let's go to the ring for Nikita Koloff and Terry Taylor. <laughs> I thought Terry Taylor was good there. He was. It was very short, but it was funny. He was very effective. He is. I talked to Jim be, Crockett. <laughs> he can be a well-spoken guy when he wants to. When he can't. When he needs to be. He's not going to be Ric Flair, but that's okay. Yeah, I I, I thought he was fine, man. I thought he was fine. Um, so this was effective, and he's mocking him now. As he said that, Nikita walked by because Nikita was on his way uh, to the ring, and Nikita was going to defeat El Negro. Uh, who? And then who? who is he defeating? El Negro. There you go. See, you can't make fun of me. But anyway, uh, so so hold on one second. Let me. I gotta. I gotta hit rewind on this uh, gimmick real quick and and play this. So at a, at the forty five ten mark, I'm gonna hit some audio here because Nikita wins. And then Nikita tells Taylor to come to the ring, and Taylor hits the ring, and Crockett has an orgasm. But I got to play it for everybody. So let's listen to that. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, end of the NWA portion, but here it is. That's an awesome move, Terry Taylor. Oh, I'm really scared to death. Why don't you ever put that up against me? I am the champion. You want some of me? Right now? Uh oh. Taylor. All right. Come on, Nikita. Get him. Terry Taylor, Nikita Koloff, the two world TV champions going at it. Taylor firing away at him. Nikita now coming right back. Hard right hands to the side of the head. Taylor fight. Nikita catches him. Driving in, takes him down. Nikita, man possessed, going right after. Terry Taylor. Taylor trying to fight him off. Then it goes right for the eyes. Rips him across in the ropes. Nikita ducks down. Oh, Charlie with a tackle. Comes around. Oh, he got it. He's got it cocked. The tackle. <laughs> He's got it he cocked. Nikita is ready. <laughs> hey, look out. Nikita, turn around. It's Eddie Gilbert. Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Of the first family. All right, so I had to play that because Nikita, first off, Crockett's ready to blow his load when he thought Nikita was about to hit him with a Russian signal, sickle, but Eddie Gilbert comes out, knocks Nikita in the back, and then the Gilbert and Taylor proceed to steal the NWA TV title and take the UWF TV title uh, that Taylor currently has. But, Doc, your thoughts on this as they, I mean, they, they go off air kind of hot, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, I like the fact that they went off air kind of hot. I think Terry Taylor's a good opponent for Nikita. I like the angle. I, I, I got to tell you, I didn't even notice the Crockett. And what it what it tells me is, is that after four years or five years or seven years of doing this like we have, that I've just kind of gotten numb to whip him, whip him like a dog. Yeah, yeah. There he goes. Look at him. Watch him. 
I agree. Uh, let me play one last soundbite from Taylor and uh, Gilbert as they're leaving. I guess that means we're the champion, right? Yeah, there's no we're doubt. We are the world's television champion. David, they went right in there and they sold that NWA world television title belt. And it belt. said one thing, we. So it took two of them and they stole it. Well, Nikita's making his way over here. Listen Nikita, to Nikita they here. took that title belt of yours and they have walked up with it. But the one. Who that one? They took your world television title belt. <laughs> Who took it? Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor. Where go? Evidently, they walked in the back there. I have no idea. He took my title. He took my belt. He took my belt. Where did go? Nikita Koloff obviously looking for Eddie Gilbert fans. We got to go. We'll see you. Where go? Just terrible. <laughs> Just uh, completely 100% hey, Doc, awful. Hoffer is trying to call me. <laughs> you Look, you go ahead and rate the show because we got to get off of the Patreon video. We've we got like literally three minutes. Rate the show. Let me let me conference Copper in because okay. he's trying to call. Um, That's the missed call. That's what you're hearing yeah. on my computer. Oh, oh, I love Skype. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. This show had some problems and d- didn't deliver like I wanted it to, but it was short, so I didn't feel like I was being held hostage. <sighs> B. Giving it a B. I'm going to give it an A. I still enjoyed it. Ric Flair was. Hopper, I know you're on. Hold on. We're rating it. We're at the very end, but because uh, it was a hey. short one. Um, hey, but but I, I know Doc's got something for you, so I'm glad you called in. I'm, I guess I guess everything worked out. What happened? What? I was... I was late because the invisible, um, the invisible man was holding me down while some chick was showing a tampon down my fucking throat. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, hold on. We're gonna get to that, Doc. You giving it a B? I'm giving it an A. Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to? And then we're gonna get Hopper's take on things. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it's gonna. We're gonna both give it to Rick. So, Rick. Okay, so Rick. All right, there you go. So A, a B, Rick gets the Rolex, and let's go off of Patreon now, and we're going to be uh, back to just the audio version of the show. So, uh, Harper, you missed the beginning, obviously. Doc and I did talk about it. I shared my thoughts. Doc, ask Harper what his thoughts are on the tampon. So, Harper, uh, next time you're down at Wildcat getting ready for the big show, and Luke comes up and says, hey, we got an idea, something you can do. How much extra loot is going to have to go in your envelope for you to sit down and take a tamp used tampon to the mouth that shit was gross huh <laughs> that's what i said so how much like, would... I'll, I'll, what if he uh, goes okay man the largest arms in the business is willing to give you another 50 bucks as long as you like, take yeah it's great man <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a hepatitis test cost 350 bucks let's start there pal oh god bro See, I, I first, I first heard about it. I'm like, whatever, bro. I'm thinking if she did it, it was like just like in her tights, like a foreign object, and she kind of just pulled it out. But I watched the video. That shit was used. It was like inside her body. <laughs> no, she it fucking, wasn't. Yes, yes, it was. And she fucking dug in there. And she just pulled gimmick. the fucking string. No, I. I I don't care. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> did you did you see did you see Luke's tweet about it? <laughs> uh, 
He's so fucking stupid. Luke tweeted, the only bad part about that spot is she can only use it once a month. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, and he, here's it so bad that on a Fox News article I'm reading here, David Arquette was slamming her. That oh. dude's living in a glass house with very thin glass. He should shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But For Harper, real. I said, here's my thing on it. The Joey Ryan dick flip is phony. Priscilla Kelly had the girl beat and she stuffed the tampon down her mouth it, like to a to humiliate her. Kind of like the way Buddy Landell stuffed the ball sweat check down Tim Horner's throat. I was yeah. like... I'm just sitting there watching it. Like, why is the chick just sitting there? Well, well see, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, I'm guessing she was beat down, though. Yeah, and uh, the other thing is, her t- this girl's tweet on January 5th says, Hey, guys, you know it's all fake. Oh, fuck you. Which is which, which I told Mike was actually worse than the actual spot. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. You, you can't real. just. You can't just. What be was like, that dude's name that hit Eddie Edwards or Davy Richards in the head with the chair on impact? And he was like, "So what? I did it." Fuck. Sammy Callahan. Yeah, yeah. At least he had some balls to like lean into it. Oh, he was intelligent. He leaned into that shit. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, I I've seen the dick flip is worse than that. But it is nasty. I did. I did say that, Harper. That's worse. Is, worse is just because it's worse or better doesn't mean that either one of them is something I want to see. Yeah. yeah fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so next time, so so here's here's how we quarterback this thing. You need a sidekick. Maybe call in your out of state squirter and bring her in into the house hard, house of hard hard body house of Harper. And you ether somebody, and then your sidekick takes out her used tampon, and they're asleep, and you can just do what you want. That's nice. And you'll be over. Yeah. Real classy. The, cl- the the crowd at the retarded home will go chant. You wow. Still got- Jesus, chant. Stop. Chant. You do good. <laughs> <laughs> you both of y'all are going to hell off of that Wow, what I do? <laughs> you fucking laughed at it. You're laughing at it. No, I'm not. Is that what they do when you? I hope other? you don't have any more kids because you are fucking dirty. You're a dirty <laughs> bastard for that. And he's, he's laughing. You, you dirty motherfucker. Fuck you. <laughs> That shit ain't funny. I know. Uh, good times. No. I'm glad Harper showed up. I was getting bored with you. Fucking idiot. You were getting bored. Nice. Okay. Steven Jaworski is listening. Come on, man. <laughs> he goes mentioning Steven. He gets a kick out of it, too, when you mention him. He pro- <laughs> Why too, do you just busy. pick he's on him? Busy. He's too busy fucking a jar of mayonnaise because the Browns have a new coach. Yeah, really? I never seen a team that finished third have like that much like they they act like they're fucking King Kong. Do you remember the Saints in the early eighties? Shit. Yeah. I mean that's what we used to do when we would finish third with an eight and eight record. Like, oh, we almost had it. That's true. <laughs> I think I think it's just been so long, but 
Uh, they had a good year, man. Leave Steven alone. He's got enough hell to deal with. He's a Cleveland fan that fucking lives in Pittsburgh. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, I bet his neighbors love him. Oh, I bet they do. He has a party every year. I, I don't know how he They're probably invites. thinking about picking on his ass, and they're like, yeah, leave him alone. He's a yeah, leave him alone. Him. Right. Hey, like hey Doc. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about all elite doc. What do you think about that, dude? I think that the the name Khan is Whoa. must be Middle Eastern for money, Mark. That's nice. Okay. I'm just saying, man. He's willing to put in a hundred million dollars. That had to get Vince's attention, did it not? Yeah, I mean, Chris Jericho officially signed, right? I saw I something know. about it. Yeah, he did. That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money to burn through. Yeah. Like I told you, Doc, um, it's one thing to start up something. Right. And it's one th- and it's, and it's one thing to have. Consistent. Yeah. But yeah, that but here's dude's the got, thing. that Dixie Middle Eastern the- money has a long, has a deep pot. Well, how do they have that? Where does that come I'm, from? I'm just saying, bro, there's a lot of money where that dude's Fisting, got money. Is it from Piston Camels? No, but him dropping $100 million down on a promotion is like, me or you losing a five dollar bill at the mall, we'd be like, "Fuck!" I think we lost the bigger, five I bucks, think the bigger thing is, is the 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 perception of that means guys will be drawn so they can make money, but that kind of money in his stature means he can get them on a network that ain't fucking pimping grills or right pop TV getting stuck when they on a reloop of the '70s show when they're trying to go to a live show. He can actually Whoa. get a meeting with a network executive that's an actual network. Yeah. They'll be on a real network. Hopper, Sopranos. Why? Bruh. So Where I'm you mid- at on it? I'm midway through season two. Which is what? <laughs> Dude, they're getting well, ready to, he said they're just getting ready to start the Scatino bust out of the sporting goods store. Oh. Bro, that's some from, evil. That's some evil shit. Terminator? Yeah. Yeah, that's some evil shit they do to him. Well, he fucking, he's a, that, you know, at, at, fuck that guy. Well, He's a fucking moron because he 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 enters right. the car. He enters. Okay, I'll tell you the last thing I saw. He enters the card game that he shouldn't have entered anyway. Oh, and yes. Tony, that didn't just start. Then he's he's in trouble now. He's fully ensnared in the trap. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hey, get get this, Harper. They're showing marathons every night now. Yeah, he, I know. I saw him. that. Yep. Last <laughs> night I watched uh, Adriana get killed. So, oh, sorry, Mike. And uh, and I also saw White Caps when, when he gets found out by the Russian chick. Oh, so Hopper, who's uh, your okay through season two? It's you, you can't do it through the whole season, but like I was telling Doc that Paulie is a fucking riot, dude. He's my favorite one out of <laughs> out of all Paulie and and Silvio is just how he does a with that face. Right, and, and, and it's crazy. It's like he's he's Springsteen's guitar player, right? And I tell people that, and they're like, "No, he's not." I was like, "That that's him." Who do you hang out with that doesn't know that already, dude? People are like, "No, it's not." I was like, "That's him, bro." The guy he's with the, the guy bandana. who broke off from he's the guy who broke off in the eighties and led the Sun City South Africa apartheid song. We ain't gonna play Sun City because they were protesting apartheid. See. You got to get balls deep in this thing if you want to do it right. Uh, Tony is. Right. I told. I told uh, Mike today. Tony Soprano is the is the TV character equivalent of Ric Flair eighty five and eighty six. 
but but Paulie's hilarious, man. Well, of course Did he is. Wait, you haven't seen. What is your favorite? Do you have a favorite episode of Harper? Yeah. Which one? You know which one it is. It's everyone's favorite episode with the snow. Yeah, Pine Barrens. Yeah. See, I, I, dude, I, yeah. Dude, that is a phenomenal episode, and Paulie is fantastic in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Harper, he's I was telling him. And he's eating that ketchup, or, or Chrissy's eating that ketchup yeah. packet. He's, Where'd you get that? Yeah. Have you seen that yet, Mike? No, huh? No. No, I haven't. But okay, so let me tell you two moments that I've seen, and then Doc popped on this when I when I mentioned it to him, uh, either on the show or at work. So one of them was uh, Richie. When this is right after Richie comes in, and Christopher uh, Richie is meeting with Tony Soprano outside the store, and Richie Christopher comes up, and Richie goes, uh, "Hey, if you want to put your hands on my niece." You better fucking marry her. Next time, if I ever hear you putting my hands on my niece again, uh, you know I'm a he's gonna harm yeah. me. And and Christopher walks off, and Tony Soprano the, goes. He walks into Satriali's. And, and, and Tony Soprano looks at Paul Richie and goes, "Good kid." So, but he tells him, "If you want to beat bitches, if you want to beat, if you want to beat my niece legally, marry her." So that was like one. thing. There was one thing. And then another line I popped on recently was Paulie when uh Tony's when they when they, they try to kill Tony, I think at the end of season one, and it's yeah. uh, two black guys. Paulie goes to the hospital and the kids are ne- around Tony and Paulie says, What do you think? Two Jamaican bobsled rejects are gonna take out your old man? It's just <laughs> it's just he says shit and it's the way he says it that's just like I don't know, bro. I told Doc I come unglued a couple. It's like wrestling, bro. I come unglued a couple of times an episode. Yeah, it's good, man. Those dudes are right, bro. Richie's a fucking idiot, though. Yeah, told you. yeah I, out of all of them, they all do sick shit, <laughs> right? But you, right. But you still like them. He's the only one where I was like, "You're a piece of shit from day one, bro." I don't fucking like you. <laughs> he's the heel brother yeah yeah and now we've done the official preview for what a sopranos podcast might look like we're ready that it's it's definitely podcast worthy it it would be easier to do that hopper hopper you're right it'd be easier to do that than game of thrones oh Yeah. yeah dude and it's better than Game of Thrones. I watched half of one episode where this woman should have dragon out of her twat. And I was like, what is this shit? See? But Game of Thrones. No, no, no. Don't shit on Game of Thrones, Doc. Game of Thrones is good. You only saw one episode. Don't give me that shit. Because you got to really get into it, bro. There's a, that fucking dragon bit. Not, um, what's her name? Daenerys Targaryen, Khaleesi. That's what a bad Christ. fuck. What? <laughs> Why do you know all these fucking people? Oh no shit, man. What I know. You... I watched that show from beginning to end. The only <laughs> one I know is Jon Snow. He's so well... <laughs> We're going to start saying this about Mike. He's so well-spoken. I know. Daenerys... He sounds so worldly. I told him Bruh. if he keeps listening to us, he's going to be drinking Budweiser before it's all over because he's <laughs> actually watching The Sopranos. Harper, now you know the the, the fucking blonde head chick, the white head chick. Yeah. With, with the dragons. That's a bad uh-huh. motherfucker. And I don't yeah. like white. I don't. I don't do white women, bro. That's a bad motherfucker. Oh, she's bad. Harper knows. Yeah. All right, TV guy. Why don't you take us home? 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, Harper, do you got anything to plug next Wildcat show or anything? Or we don't know yet. No. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. I well. No, no, no. I, I, I wasn't. I just wasn't sure. I mean, uh -huh. it, it's we hadn't talked, and I, I, I think I saw something from Luke, but I know he didn't really announce a date, so we'll just leave yeah. it at that. Uh, uh, real quick, let me uh, mention the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett doing their show every single Monday. Um, they're doing a, they're doing some classic stuff these days where they uh, do uh, like a weekly, I don't want to say weekly, but once a month they take literally a very, very old wrestling episode and they review it. So they're doing a lot more classic oh, along with some shocking. current stuff as well. Where'd they get that idea? Well, from, 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 from me, I guess. Yeah, see? <laughs> but anyway check them out though the wrestling podcast about nothing good guys doing some good work over there and check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast the northern version of btt slightly classier a little bit more professional as joe and quinn give their take on the northern version of what we do and i'll just call it the wwf version there you go but check them out wrestling podcast about nothing and our vantage point the rest uh, the retro wrestling podcast that's all i got become a patron use the amazon referral link all that good stuff remember those gift cards tinyurl.com slash btt amazon you got gift cards use them please we would appreciate it so i don't have anything else doc doesn't have anything else hopper you may hit the tagline and take us home book it bitch out of here i need to give a special shout out to all of the patrons out there along with the hall of fame patrons and thank you for your support of the show because without you the show would be much harder to keep up with no but seriously thank you we don't do ads we don't have commercials and all that good stuff but we do have great patrons such as yourself that make this show possible eight times a month so there you go along with the extra patron content so shout out to the hall of fame patrons Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin K underscore row 86, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, 
SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And one last thing before I get out of here. Another shout out to Mike Pru, longtime Hall of Fame patron, and his show, The Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Mike's been a BTT Hall of Fame patron for a while. He and his buddy JV are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. I believe as of this recording, uh, they are into late 97, getting ready to go into 1998. So you can either pick up there or do like most people do and go back to the beginning and check out them from the beginning when they started. New episodes are released every Wednesday morning. They are available on most podcast platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them also on Twitter at BottomLineCast. With that said, we appreciate all of our patrons and Hall of Fame patrons out there. So you know what Hopper always says before we get out of here. Book it, bitch.